Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club. I'm Joe, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday. From beginning to end, how to get into the NFTs. Right, and and you mentioned about commission and the fees involved. Um, yes. And I feel like a lot of people are quite into crypto now you know it's quite a, a well-known topic as, as of right now and people are quite familiar with the the platforms to get onto and, and how to set up their crypto account and start trading um and p- particularly for for joe and i like this is a fairly new process to us you know like you said we have to learn from scratch hi everyone and welcome back to the first quarter club podcast i'm here with zach and joe as always today so Zach is a bit of an expert when it comes to NFTs. We've got him on the show today. We want to hear about his story and his experience with NFTs and the digital art space. Um, he's got a, a great Instagram platform, which he uses his platform to support creatives in the digital space. Um, so it's been brilliant just to have a look at some of the, the posts that you've done so far, Zach, and just getting the idea of you know where you've come and your, your journey um, and it looks like you're doing a great job at educating others and showcasing talent as well on your Instagram which is great so welcome to the podcast we're really excited to learn a little bit more about NFTs Joe and I are really new when it comes to um, this world of digital art and we are just mesmerized by you know the <laughs> amount that some of these are being bought and sold for re- in, in the current climate so yeah it would just be great to talk to someone that's got a bit more information Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Thanks for having me, Joe. Awesome, guys. So I'd like to clarify that I'm no expert. I mean, this is something super new, NFTs. I myself am actually an artist. And as I was learning it, I said, wouldn't it be smarter and more nice to actually share what I'm learning? Because it's such a new, it's such, it's so new at the moment. There isn't any right for wrong because they're always changing. So the first time I came across the NFTs was through a friend who's uh, very involved in cryptocurrencies. And he just uh, passed on like an article. It was back then from a platform called Nifty Gateway. And it was only because of that that I started taking interest. So as such, what is an NFT? An NFT is, a, you could say it's a digital asset. And it stands for a non-fungible token. And what fungible means, non-fungible, means that um, it cannot be broken down. So, for example, money can be broken down into increments, can, like 50 quid can be broken down into 20, into 10s, into 5s. A digital asset, a non-fungible, can't be broken down. You can't break down a house. So it's essentially a digital uh, asset. And token is a digital certificate on the blockchain. So what this means is you can create these digital assets online that um, have a lot of benefits to them. So as such, some small things would be like, there's a, a complete ledger, so you can see who owns what. You can always trace it back to its original owner. Another benefit is they implement smart contracts. So in the case, if you are an artist, you are a musician, um, you can implement things in the smart contract, such as royalties, for example, that on secondary sales, the artist or the musician can benefit also. So there, there are a lot of interesting things happening in the NFT space. What is the exactly that, that I can help you guys with? What, what would you like to learn more about? Well, I mean, just from our, from our point of view, I mean, it would be good to get to know yourself. So could you talk us a little bit about your background and perhaps your early career? You mentioned you were 
an artist, right? And you are an artist. So um, talk us through sort of your journey. You don't have to be too specific, but just your route that you took and how you ended up where you are now. No problem. Sure. So I've always been into digital art. I, as such, am a graphic designer and a commercial artist. I create designs and illustrations for brands. And I also dedicate a lot of my time to explore personal curiosities. And it was because of my friend that he told me about NFTs. And I was like, whoa, so because in the world of, of design, um, there's this kind of thing that people appreciate tangible. People appreciate things that were are that involve skill and labor. And it's very evident. And when you look at something that is digital, for some reason, people see it as don't see it in the same kind of way. They they see it as something that can easily be manipulated, mm. something that can um, can easily be edited or, or not the original authentic thing. And anyway, long story short, I always loved exploring and experimenting. And I did this at my own stuff. And and uh, and it was only because of, of my friend mentioning these NFTs that I started taking interest. I'm like, whoa, so rather than me turning my personal work into merchandise or prints, this could be another platform for, like any other artist, where we can grow in. And I started taking interest. And it was really funny because back then, um, Clubhouse was really, really quite new. This was like January. Um, and I, I managed to get an invite. And as soon as I got on it, there were so many chats and so many mm. talks about NFTs. And at that point in time, I still remember, I was like looking up what is an NFT? Um, how, how, do you, how do you create an NFT? And, and all these things. But there weren't much information out there. And I was super lucky i would say that i managed to get on these chats on clubhouse with very very cool people who were kind enough to share all this information i said it would be really nice if i could share this content in very small spoon-fed bites that people can understand and, and they can get on the platform and that's how it kind of started we created the nft club and uh, that was our main goal we wanted to support artists we want to showcase and prominent artists, people who are growing in the space, and as well educate. And fast forward to today, it's slowly growing, and and I feel like we're we're doing that slowly, slowly. Yeah, and I think you touched on it recently, and something that that really is surprising to to a lot of people as well is that you know you only found out about this in January, and it's about actually how new this concept is, and it, it seems like with everything that's developing in the crypto world as well. Everything is so new and fast-paced. How how are you finding just the the scale of change from when you found out about it in January to now? Oh, it's it's changing a lot, Joe. In in terms of ideas, like in the beginning, our first conversations were like, um, like lot, lots of artists were just dropping NFTs. They were just creating an artwork and just throwing it out. And then there was a stage where lots of artists were like, um putting more attention to their first artwork, like they were calling it the Genesis piece. What's your Genesis piece going to be and how it has to be a special drop? And th these things all started evolving. People started saying, like, where's the value? Because at the moment, value in NFTs, there are two forms of values. There's the form of um, the story, you could say, and uh, the community also behind that kind of uh, artist or that, that kind of topic. So, so they slowly started growing. I mean, you could say there are a few leaders who influence the space, 
one of them being Beeple. I don't know if you came across. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to with that price tag of just, just for anyone listening, Beeple um, broke headlines within the last month or two for selling his NFT um, piece for $69 million. That's crazy, right? It's mm-hmm. absolutely it's mind-boggling, insane. isn't it? Yeah. But but it's what's what's even more surprising is like I'm no expert, but but how I saw him progress, I found it super fascinating. Like even on Clubhouse, he's spoken a few times, and the guy really didn't didn't know how to value himself. Like even when he was doing his drop with Nifty, from the little that I understood, he didn't see he didn't himself fully understand the value of an NFT. So he kind of try to incorporate something tangible with it so when he did his drop his first drop with nifty gateway he incorporated this like a little screen that can display the nft and uh, he also did a one dollar drop and what's crazy is what's crazy is he did a limited edition like like a hundred of them for one dollar and because he valued himself so low the market just realigns to value himself like to what he's supposed to be worth Mm-hmm. And secondary sales just went crazy, and and he just rode, he just really rode the roller coaster, and hands down to that guy because he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So there might be people listening to this um, that are new to NFTs. They might be artists. They might be digital creators themselves, and they might be thinking, "Look, you know, I want to get into this. You know, I prefer making my art digitally. I want to get on these exchanges. I want to start selling." What are some of the, the pros and cons to, to NFTs? Because there's something that I looked at today was uh, the minting costs or the mining costs. Yeah. Um, would you just be able to sort of touch on the pros and cons for, for people, uh, you know, starting new? Of course, of course. So to start NFTs, to start producing and selling NFTs, it's a bit of a, a learning curve. As, and I'll, and I'll, I can relate it always to me because... I didn't know. I I didn't come from a background of crypto. I I didn't even know how to buy crypto. Nothing. So I can, luckily enough, I can actually tell you, like, from a person who doesn't know anything about crypto, how you can get into it. So there is a bit of a learning curve because uh, the fiat currency has to be converted into a currency that they do accept, which is ETH, Ethereum, or Ethereum, however you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Obviously, there needs to be an exchange, something like Binance. Um, and we, we cover these things on, on the page as well. And we, we run through them, uh, how to, to actually set up an account and start selling. Um, so you obviously need something to turn transform your fiat, your sterling dollars or euros into this ETH, this currency. And from that, you need to transfer it to a MetaMask. Now, a MetaMask, what it is, is it's, a, it's kind of like a digital wallet that keeps everything safe for you and it holds your cryptocurrencies. And you need this to pay or set up your NFTs. Now, NFTs are not free for you to put an NFT onto a platform. And there are many platforms, and we can even speak about that also. Um, there's just, there's usually a small fee. But however, since the price of ETH is going up so much, the, the price can actually be very um, hard for, new, for newcomers. So, for example, when I had started out, I still remember the price being around maybe $20 to, to post an artwork. Mm-hmm. And the reason there's this fee is because the miners will actually create this uh, token, this digital certificate, 
And that is very, very important to show um, the leisure and all these things. It is something that is essential. But as, as the more people that are on the platform, the higher the, the cost will be. It's called a gas fee. And these costs can go up even to $100. And they might actually hinder people from actually starting. But there are other platforms now that are starting to go around this. So that is essentially the, the only kind of fee. Well, if, if an artwork is also sold, there is also a commission fee on, on top of that also, guys. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, that's, that's basically it too. But it doesn't seem like the, the platforms for NFTs are that common. Could you just share or talk about a few of some well-known platforms that you could perhaps start out if you were just very new to, to, to getting onto or buying or selling? Of course, Hannah. So the most, I'd say like the, the eBay, Amazon or Google of NFTs would definitely be something like OpenSea. And what OpenSea is, is basically all the majority of NFTs listed anywhere since it's on the blockchain, they're transparent and they show up everywhere. But OpenSea is the one platform where you can search anything. If you're interested in an artist, you can search anything through that platform. There are many platforms. There's OpenSea. There are some that are very easy to get into. And there are some that require verification or invites. So some of the, the more easy to enter is OpenSea, Rarible. Um, mm-hmm. These are all based on the ETH, uh, the ETH chain. And there's also, there's also a very popular platform, Foundation. And as these platforms start to grow, they kind of, they kind of, uh, kind to, kind to fall into a niche. Like Foundation is is being seen as the the meme kind of uh, kind of direction. Mm-hmm. Like lots of memes are being sold. Like for example, um, what's it called? What's it called? Doge? <laughs> Dogecoin could probably be, be sold over there. I forgot. Oh, my God. Uh, the Nifty Cats. There's, there's that. There's also top platforms like Super Rare. These are by, by acceptance only, like Super Rare, Nifty Gateway. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there's quite a few guys, and they're not all coming to mind. But those are all based on the Eats. There also happens to be something new on the market, mm-hmm. which is on... The BNB network, the Binance Smart Network, which is, if I'm not mistaken, called Air NFT, which is okay. a, a very promising new platform. The, the benefit of that is that there are very, very low um, gas fees, which maybe they'd be like maybe a dollar. Even in the space of, of a month or two, there's already competition. There's already um, these, these big exchanges that are competing for various um, artists, you know, it's not like, a, I guess, like in the real world example, you would just have lots of auction galleries. You would just have lots of um, different places where you would sell. But now it's all done online and you've got all these these shops coming up. And, and the only way that they're going to get new people is by having lower fees. Yeah, that, that's that's true. I mean, it does make sense. Cause, but there are certain platforms, Joe, that um, have more of a, a tailored kind of audience. So, for example... Right, okay. like, nifty and super rare for example since they only showcase more established artists like for example nifty is doing collabs with with top people like the weekends and and uh, calvin harris and steve aoki they're mm-hmm. com- as in they're very high profile people so obviously they they kind of have higher prices they're they're more established as a higher end platform but at the end of the day the collectors they don't really care about the platform 
because mm. I have to see it on both sides. If a collector actually likes the artist, he doesn't really care what kind of platform he's on. Yeah. So, so that sort of um, leads into my next point. Of what do you think about all these celebrities that are and these influencers that are jumping in? You know, you mentioned a couple just then, but I can think of like Logan Paul has successfully released his latest NFT collection. Do you think these people are in it to make a a, a quick um, a quick dollar, or do you think that they're here to stay? And do you think it it's good for the for the NFT space? From the little that I've seen and followed um, so far, to be completely honest, it does make sense that people want to jump in and join this bandwagon. NFTs are here for the long run, but obviously, people since since there there's this kind of since it's so new and there's this kind of bubble, uh, the floor hasn't been met yet. There isn't, there isn't a standardization and globalization of these things. So I've seen and I've followed certain artists that, for example, who are very popular, they drop an artwork, they get a lot of buys, especially with the open editions, and then the secondary market, they all go down. Now that kind of, I would say, hinders their next... Um, drop, for example. But then there are, for example, people who don't value themselves, who undervalue themselves, sorry. They make the prices very, very affordable. They get a lot of sales and they got even higher secondary markets. Like, if, if we had to look at Beeple, for example, that's what he did. So, mm. it, mm-hmm. it, it, at the moment, it's still a, a watch and, and look game. You know what I mean? There's nothing. It's, we're still learning. It's still so, 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 so new. Mm. yeah exactly and i guess yeah it leads me on to my next point so so what does this mean for you as an artist and the art the digital artist community i mean it's it's obviously a, a massive change right and, and, a, and a, a channel a brand new channel for ways for people to you know share their artwork and and actually buy and sell so what has it meant for you and how have you seen the the growth of the past few months so to me what what's it means to me is what I love about this this new platform, the NFT market, is that for once in our lives we we feel more connected than ever. I've never seen this before. Like mm-hmm. I, I I even started a Twitter uh, back in in I would say I think February. The community, the artists are so nice. Everyone wants to help out each other. Everyone's retweeting. Everyone's sharing. Yeah. Everyone's so nice. Everyone's so giving. And I'm not. Coming from a very small island, I'm not very used to this. It's it's so nice to see that everyone wants to help help out each other. It, at the moment, from what I've learned, is it's all about building community. It's all about helping other people. It's all about sharing other people's work. It's all about getting to know someone individually, taking the time to listen to mm-hmm. them. These are all very, very important things. Rather than just going on and trying to, you know, just sell your work. Like, listen, buy this. No one likes that salesperson that, you know, knocks on your door and says, hey, you need this? You'd mm-hmm. like, no. And they keep on trying to sell it to you. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Question. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. And, and also just in terms of like duplication, right? So if you're just like a, a normal classic artist, you're doing a painting, you want to put it in a museum. Like who's to say it's not easily, you know, someone can copy that idea or do something very similar. Mona Lisa, for example. Um <laughs> But, you know, when it's this digital platform and you said you've got that token, which just gives you the, the complete rights to it and you can't duplicate it. That just must be it must be um, like an, it feels like an insurance for, for you guys, especially as artists. Right. 
that that's true in fact it's funny that you bring this up because um sometimes like i i mentioned nfts i've been because it's such such a hot topic at the moment and i'll be mentioning it and people some some people know about them some people don't know about them and when i mention it they just can't grasp the idea yeah and and and, and they always bring this like what do you mean i buy a jpeg for this amount of money <laughs> and and i can just save it on my whatsapp or my phone and 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 it's true. It's very hard to understand because because we're comparing it to something tangible, something that we're used to. Like, oh, we bought this amazing artist to print, and we're gonna hang it on our wall. It's completely different. It's completely different. But at the same time, they have they have their benefits. Like like going back to your Mona Lisa um, example, like it's true. Anyone can go and and uh, copy and paste an NFT. You're completely right. But does it verify that it's the real artist? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, there are so many replicas made. Like, you can go to France, for example, and and uh, go see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre, and then just maybe around the corner buy one of the market. <laughs> yeah, you know, what <laughs> you know I, mean? and, I know. And who's not to say that that Mona Lisa is not actually the real one? Maybe they put the replica and they want to protect it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you can never tell that it's actually made by the Finchy, if it had to be on the blockchain, it's it's a completely different kind of value. It's digital. People can trace it back. Like you can check the Ether scan, you can check and you'll be like, ah, okay, this actually came from, let's say, Hannah, who's this mm-hmm. artist. I have proved that I own Hannah's artwork. There's no, there's no joking around with this. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. also some benefits as well. Like, I mean, there's maintenance for an actual artwork. You know what I mean? If your house burns and stuff like that, oh my gosh, you have you've just lost something super expensive. But I mean, it's on the blockchain. Something digital is completely on the blockchain and it's completely safe. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so how have you found the, the perception from from artists? Because I've been, I've got a couple of artist friends of mine. Um, a couple of them love it and that they want to get involved and a couple of them are still quite wary i'd say to those artists who are weary most probably there's a bit of fear right maybe they're scared to jump on and and learn like if i if i didn't have my friend i'm going to be completely honest it would have been a much harder curve for me to to learn the crypto and all these things mm-hmm. so there might be a bit of fear they just need maybe a bit more education and 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 help in understanding it. There are also some negatives. So I'm not here to tell you that everything is all rainbows. And <laughs> but there are some negative things about NFTs also. Like they consume a lot of electricity and energy, which is something at least they're working on. You know what I mean? But there's always that give and take. I mean, at the end of the day, so so is Google. You know, they have all these servers running and just to keep everything afloat. Yeah. No, I think that's the, and I think as well. I mean, we, we've said it at the start that. It's something that's so new, and the innovation doesn't seem to be stopping. You know, I've already seen that potentially that they're um, because of the amount of uh, electricity and energy that it takes to um, to mine Ethereum, they're already looking at uh, cheaper and more energy efficient currencies to run NFTs on. You know, we're talking about in the space of months, and the millions and billions that are being spent into crypto development is just staggering. Yep, there's also ETH too. I don't know so much about it, so I can't really speak much about it i'm no expert at it but mm-hmm. i've heard that they're creating this eat 2.0 which will reduce fees and and have all these benefits 
And and has this this whole experience has it brought you closer to crypto and the crypto world? I mean, you probably didn't have much interest in that previously, but now that you're, you know, you're actually dealing with um, Ethereum and and you're on these blockchains and you're producing this art and it's it's all come full circle. Has it has it helped you with your interest in that area? Definitely. I I mean, me myself, I I even started investing a bit in these things. Right. Yeah. I I actually believe in this currency. I really more than ever i see it as being the future it mm. hands down i think is the future even nfts like maybe the hype is going to die down a bit and maybe we are in a bit of a, a big bubble but but nfts are here to stay i mean lots of people are trying to see how to explore them further in the in the music industry in the photography industry in the game industry like even think about that like you create a digital asset that can be applied onto different games or a multitude of games. Yeah, and I think what what Ethereum has done as well is, you know, beforehand you see uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, you just you hold on to it and you you buy and sell the currency. But now, you know, it's given everyone um, something to buy Ethereum with. You know, it's worth Ethereum is worth more because oh, I can go and buy art with it. And it's just be really interesting to see over the next couple of months to a year what other things pop up that we can buy with the Ethereum. And it kind of adds more value and backing to, to Ethereum. Exactly. Like, because it's a, a currency that's being used. You can even invest in the currency now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, one thing I'd, I've been, would like to ask as well, I mean, obviously we, we've uh, briefly seen each other <laughs> via uh, Instagram call um, and say so you, you are fairly young do your um do your parents or maybe any of your older relatives or anything do they understand it at all because i I found that there is quite a big disconnect between the younger generation that's very headstrong going with crypto and nfts and let's just go and my parents that will just go what (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's actually a really funny story i'd say i'd say my mom doesn't understand much about it but we actually looked into investing for her like like listen mom just give us a, this this small amount of money and let's put it in this and just like just do whatever you want and funnily enough my dad my dad is uh i'd say i look up to my dad a real lot because he's very very open-minded and very business-minded and uh very early on he actually had bought uh, a bitcoin mining machine a very oh, very wow. long time ago and I, mm. I and i still remember like seeing this small box and i'm like i do <laughs> butterfly labs or something like that i'm like what the heck is this dad and he's like i'm i'm mining bitcoin i'm like <laughs> crazy old man like what are you doing <laughs> so so my dad is is uh quite up to date with these things wow your dad's a crypto billionaire is he from when I, he was... I, have, I have no idea bro <laughs> <laughs> he's not telling you <laughs> No, because I, I find it's also when you're just chatting to friends. And I mean, I, I sound quite geeky when I'm talking about this sort of thing <laughs> compared to some of my mates who are just like, what are you on about? Like, they're sort of like Pokemon card trading is enough, let alone this digital art space. They've got no idea. And I find it often quite challenging to have conversations where your friends might be, oh, can't you just screenshot it on WhatsApp? And then, then you can steal it. Like, it, it's very difficult to actually explain to someone that might not have the understanding and also where I'm so new to it as well to confident confidently explain it to others so I suppose like throughout your platform and what you do now how do you find the best mechanisms to you know actually share and educate others 
or share, share information, educate others, and also inspire others to do the same or, or what you're doing now. How do you use your platform to do that? So I would say the most effective way I've discovered in helping others is is creating these uh, Instagram carousels where I really break down in simple, very, very simple spoon-fed bits of content, slides that explain something a bit more complicated, like what is an NFT mm-hmm. or what platforms to use. That is um, getting the best response, actually engaging with the community because I, I actually, I'm very grateful that people actually message back and send personal messages and and yeah. ask me and tell me, thank you so much for this information. I just set up my account. Here's my first NFT. So I, I would say that's the most effective way. Um, breaking something complex into something. I mean, at the, the end of the day, no one's going to say no to to like having someone walk, help them walk through a small process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found like that is the most effective way in in uh, educating. I haven't I haven't pushed into video just because... Like, I do have a side job. I do have my personal art also. This, as much as I love it, like, I can only be as efficient as I can. So, like, video would take up way too much time. Podcasts would take way too much time. I'm good at design. And I said, like, I can put this together and make it something that people can understand for Mm. what I can do. Yeah. That that was going to be my my next point was, you know, obviously we don't want to know... specifics about your your personal finances but my question was going to be that do you think that um that the nfts um could make someone a living in the future you know not not necessarily just the artist but do you think that other people could come in and and make money through nfts and and you know sod off the the normal nine to five and jump into this new digital world of course joe let me give you an example who's your favorite artist or musician Ooh, let's go for the let's go for the weekend. The weekend, okay, good choice, girl. good choice, bro. <laughs> okay, so so much so, pressure. <laughs> so let's say let's say the weekend doesn't exist, okay? Okay. And you have this platform, this NFT platform, and the weekend is just new, is starting out, and he released his first ever, I don't know, like song that he put together for fun. Wouldn't you invest in that, knowing the person he is today? Right, so I understand. Right, okay. So you, you're saying you're saying that you know, if there was like um, new artists or new influencers, you know, and they released like an NFT, like for example, you know, like myself and Hannah, you know, in the next year or two, you know, we could blow up and be massive, and people that hold on to our NFTs potentially, they could be worth something as a collectible in the future. Of course, of course, that's exactly what I mean. I mean, it's it's great to invest in artists who are popular at the moment. But the real investment, if you're, if you're, for example, not an artist and you're a collector, the best way to, to invest in NFTs, I would say, is to invest in artists who have great potential. Who I'll give you an example. Like You're not going to invest into an artist who just does this at the side and that's it. But you'd invest in someone who does it every single day, is passionate about it, is always active in the community. You know that this person is dedicated. So the the best way to kind of invest in NFTs, I, I I would imagine, is to invest in someone before they they hit big, almost like a, a cryptocurrency in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You say this this is very promising. Let's say the 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 in this case for the cryptocurrency, the platform is really good. It's based on a lot of good platforms. Like you'd say, the artist is really great. He has good context. He does this every single day. You know, he's not valued at the right 
price that he should devalue, then you know that he's going to grow in value. And that's when you should, that's when one could invest in, in an artist through his NFTs. And what's great about an NFT is if you invest in an NFT, like for example, I've, I've recently had one of my NFTs sold and, and I'm, I'm super grateful. And what's nice about it is I, I kind of built a small relationship with my collector. What's nice is it, it allows the person to, to connect to the artist. Like imagine you'd buy maybe the weekends, maybe, okay, the weekend isn't as big as he is now. You actually have the chance and and the opportunity to conversate in, with the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh man, I love this piece. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I understand. And yeah, that that is the the as you said, touched on it before. That the community aspects of the NFTs is is quite nice at the moment. You mentioned about your platform and how you're helping others, but what are some methods of of, of how you've taught yourself and how you've learned? I know you mentioned Clubhouse previously, but can you talk about any other platforms or um, areas where you've um, developed your skills and your knowledge? So I would say it's mostly, completely honestly, it's mostly uh, Clubhouse more than anything. There isn't anything much. Like recently, there are some videos, very informative videos on YouTube, which... I like them so much, I actually turned them into small bite-sized carousels as well, obviously crediting the, the author and the, the person who put the video together. Um, but otherwise, I, I'd just say those at the moment. And maybe, maybe some small articles here and there. Yeah, mm. I suppose that's, that's good as well, in, in a sense, because it is brand new. It is very new to, to the world. So you don't want to have a load of information, really overcomplicating it, a load of people giving you advice, which is kind of like the stocks and shares slash crypto market at the moment. You've got so many channels of information, it sometimes quite, becomes quite confusing. Yeah, no, so, so I think maybe just to, to round it off so we don't take up too much of your time, where do you see the, the NFT space in a year, five years' time? What do you, what do you think that landscape looks like? Hmm. NFTs in five years' time. I would say I see it as something completely standardized, and I think it's going to push crypto as well, in the sense that crypto will end up becoming uh, one of the main car- currencies also. I, I would say it's it's... Anything from, I'd so say like, something, I would, yeah. something along those lines, buying designer bags to buying a Porsche to buying anything specific to show authenticity that come with NFTs. I'm talking in the long run, in the, in the complete future. Yeah, exclusive designer bag. You'll also get a little NFT with that just to prove um, that that bag is genuine and it's not fake. Exactly. In the sense that, for example, if you buy something... Like even, for example, if you buy a nice Porsche or you buy a nice sports car, they come with, everything is completely branded. Every, you, you come with a book as well. Mm-hmm. People would take it to the next level. They'd, they'd show authenticity by, by creating an NFT. I mean, at the end of the day, um, people can always check on the leisure. You know what I mean? And, and people can see like, ah, this is actually authentic. This person owns this. Similar to things like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm explaining high-end brands, but... I think it's the best way to compare them because even, for example, if you buy an expensive watch like a Rolex, you can't sell a Rolex again without the authenticity. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And yeah, okay. And then I guess from your perspective, do you have any plans for the next couple of years? You know, what are your personal development plans or goals for the future with regards to NFTs or it can be in your or personal life if you'd like to share those? Sure. I plan to keep learning and sharing. And I keep on doing that and doing that and doing that. Yeah, no, good. I think 
I think you've provided us and um, we've definitely given uh, me a lot to think about and I'm sure Hannah as well and hopefully our audience is that one little step closer to, to understanding what NFTs are but um, where can where can our audience find you if they want to find out a bit more information? Sure, you guys can find us on Instagram we're under NFT underscore club feel free to send us a, a personal message would love to help you out would, help, would love to direct carousels to help you get started Anything that you need, please feel free to DM us. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you so much, Joe. I yeah, really brilliant. appreciate it, guys. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And Take keep care up both. what you're doing, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, oh, no. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week. <laughs>